0: Welcome to On Mission, the teaching ministry of the Mission Church in Irvindale. We exist to love God by loving others, leading them to become fully functioning followers of Christ Jesus. Join Pastor Mike as he teaches through the Gospel of Luke. Luke tells us that God's Word came to John, son of Zechariah in the wilderness. What does that mean, that God's Word came to him? Let me tell you what it doesn't mean. It's not saying that John received revelation from God to record for us. John, as far as we know, did not receive any revelation to record for us. He is not one of the authors of Scripture, no. When it says the Word of God came to John in the wilderness, it's talking about God's voice or His Spirit calling John to action. This is... God saying, now's the time. It's been 30 years. But here's the point of time I have, I have uh, appointed for you. So I want you to get up now and I want you to begin the ministry that you have been appointed to and anointed for. And so the Spirit moving upon John, he steps out of seclusion to begin his ministry and that brings us to verse 3, where it tells us that John began to travel. It says that he went into the region around the Jordan. And as he went about this region in the Jordan, he proclaimed a distinctive message. The distinctive message was the baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. That was his message. That's what so God commissioned him to. To go and to proclaim. A baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. Before I unpack that, I want to define these terms because defining the terms gives us the understanding of what this is all about. First of all, the word baptism. The word baptism here comes from the Greek baptizo and it means to immerse. To immerse something means to completely cover it with nothing left uncovered or untouched. The word repent or repentance comes from the Greek word metanoia. And it means to turn from something to something. So baptism is all about covering So that nothing is left untouched and repentance means to turn from something to something. So John's message, John's message was about immersing oneself into a turning. That's what this baptism of... John is proclaiming that people need to immerse themselves into a turning. A turning from, a turning to. This whole concept of baptism is not something that just came out in the Christian era. In fact, before Christ, the Jews had a baptism A baptism that really kind of communicated much of the same concepts. The big difference was this that in the Jewish tradition, in the Jewish culture, this message of baptism was pointed only one direction, and that was toward the Gentiles. If If a Gentile wanted to become part of the covenant people of God, they would undergo a baptism. And this baptism symbolized a turning away from everything that was non Jewish and turning to everything and embracing everything that was Jewish. And so, a baptism of turning was a a familiar concept to the Jewish people. Uh, The interesting thing about John's message at this point in time, though, was it was not being proclaimed primarily to the Gentiles, it was being proclaimed to the Jews. Now, there were Gentiles hearing it, but probably more Jews than Gentiles were hearing it. And since Jews already have embraced Judaism, what was it they were to reject? What was it they were to embrace? Well, at this point in history, Judaism had become a religion of self-righteous works, of seeking to order one's life in such a way to prove themselves righteous and thus worthy of God's love and acceptance. But you see, God never called a people to that action. God has never called people to prove themselves righteous in order to receive his love and acceptance. From the very start, God's plan was to cover his people with his own righteousness on the basis of faith. Uh, That's a point that was clearly articulated by the Apostle Paul in Romans chapter 3, verse 3. Paul cites... Uh, uh, Genesis chapter 15 verse 6 which tells us that Abraham the father of the Jews the father of Israel was justified by faith in God not by the works he performed. So John's message was for the people to turn from the sin of self-justification. That means that human works could somehow earn God's favor. His message was turned from the sin of self-justification to faith in the righteousness of God, which would ultimately come through the Messiah, the very one he is preparing the way for. And boy, did that message resonate with the people who were hearing it people who had struggled under the load of legalism and law and found it impossible to overcome. Thousands were being drawn out of the cities, out of the towns, out of the villages, out into the wilderness to hear John. And after he would preach, he would offer an invitation, an invitation to receive what he had said into their lives by faith and the response that was called for was water baptism, a symbol of their turning. Now, I want to slow down here a little bit and, uh, and hammer on this to make sure we get the point because I don't want any of us walking away with the wrong idea and we come to the second truth point of the message. This is all about the baptism that John is talking about and performing. Please understand that being dunked in the water did not change their standing before God. Those who responded, being dunked in the water did not change their standing before God. The water dunking was simply the symbol. It wasn't the means of one's trusting in the righteousness of God and his Messiah to save them. And it remains the same today that water baptism does not save us from our sins. You can be baptized and baptized and baptized and baptized again and again and again, and baptism will not save you from your sin. It will not change your life. What will change lives is our faith-based, obedient response to God. And baptism then becomes our faith-based, obedient testimony, That we have, in fact, repented of sin and embraced Jesus as our Savior and Lord. Faith-based repentance, as it has always been, remains the pivot point that moves one from the curse of condemnation to the freedom of God's loving acceptance. It's not baptism. Baptism is important. Baptism is commanded. It's our first step of faith, our first, our, our first step of obedient faith after we become a believer. But repentance, a turning from self and sin to the Lord Jesus Christ and trusting him and what he has provided for us through his cross and his resurrection, that is the pivot point. Just as baptism is not the pivot point, let me, let me dive into this chilly water for a second. and and remind us that reciting a prayer is not the pivot point either. Just as you can be baptized a hundred times and still be lost in your sins, you can recite what has become known as the sinner's prayer a hundred times and still be lost in your sins. Because just because you repeat a prayer that somebody else puts before you in no way means that in your heart you have actually turned. It is the faith choice of turning to Jesus and putting your trust in him that brings redemption. The prayer may be a symbol of that turning. It may be an expression of that turning. Baptism is certainly meant to be that outward testimony that you have in fact turned. But... Faith-based repentance is the message that John starts with. It's the message Jesus carries on. It's the message the apostles carry on. It's the message the Bible continues to communicate. It is the pivot point of redemption. That brings us then to verses 7 through 9. And we find in verses 7 through 9 that not everyone who came to the wilderness was there to repent. Some were, and some were there for other reasons. Some went there and went through the baptism. But their baptism was not valid because, in fact, they had only offered superficial repentance. And because of this fact that not everyone who came out to hear the message and not everyone who seemed to respond to the message was a a, a legitimate response. Because of this reason, John offers a couple of uncompromising warnings to the people. And I want us to see that. First, he offers this warning to those who did not see the need to repent because they thought that their heritage... Is what brought them into good standing with God. You see, they were of the bloodline of Abraham. They were really Jews. Therefore, they were God's people. And John warns them, as I would warn us today, that heritage has no part in a right standing with God. Just because you're Abraham's son means nothing. To put it in a in a modern context, it's like saying, "Billy Graham is my father," or "Billy Graham is my grandfather." Well, being Billy Graham's son may put you closer to the gospel, but it doesn't apply the gospel. To each person, each person must deal with the issue of Jesus personally. There's no past because someone in your family line knew God. The call on each of us is to know Christ ourselves. And so John offers this warning, don't say to yourselves, because we have Abraham as our father, everything's good. No, many of the sons and daughters of Abraham will never find themselves right with God because they were trusting in their heritage, not in the Savior. He offers another warning to those whose profession may have been superficial, he brings this warning that profession itself does not, is not the deal. Where true profession exists, transformation follows. This is On Mission. The Mission Church is located at 12001 Ridgemont Drive in Urbandale.